think also, uh, speaking about when it comes to green energy, you know, that you said that argument has been won. I think now it's also cost effective at the end of the day. I mean, you know, that's really what this is. If people are out here to make money. If this is the cheaper option, that's what people are going to do. And hey, if it benefits the earth, and you know, that it benefits the earth at the same time, hey, it's a win-win. You heard it right. This week's special guest is our very own Rob Velazzi. And he's speaking live from the Bitcoin 2020 event in Miami. As you will hear in this conversation, the big topic this year is Web3. Rob and I also discuss his catching up with the Wire team, not even 48 hours after the announcement of their acquisition by Bolt, which, you know, obviously was something worth celebrating. He also shares with us how everyone that he caught up with at the event is genuinely excited about our Web3 payment platform checkout. Seems like it's not just us that is feeling the buzz. All right, I won't keep you waiting for longer. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Today at Ember, its hosts, Rob Velossi and Jason Dominique, and their guests are not financial advisors unless otherwise disclaimed. The content on Today at Ember is for educational and entertainment purposes only and merely cite their own personal opinions. Know that all investments involve some form of risk. Please work with an investment professional. And now onto the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to today at Ember. We are uh, blessed with Rob's presence in Miami, live from the Bitcoin 2022 conference. How are you going, Rob? Doing fantastic, Jason. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. I was a little unsure of where I was going to be able to do this, considering how busy it is over here. I'm live from the Nautilus Hotel here on South Beach, right across from the convention center. So hopefully you guys are able to hear me loud and clear and and ready to report on all the exciting stuff that's been going on here all week. Amazing, amazing. So obviously, this is not a paid uh, partnership with Nautilus. I don't know (laughs) why Rob mentioned the Nautilus, but uh, no affiliation whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Rob, amazing. So tell us, what was the talk of the town today at uh, Point? Um, There's quite a few subjects, of course. You know, we're going to get into all the stuff that I've been seeing. I'm I'm still here for the rest of the conference all this week. I have not seen every booth. It's a massive conference. But I have to say, the real big talk of the town right now is Web3. Oh, well... That's not really surprising, <laughs> you know, thinking about, uh, I mean, ultimately, I think looking back to the previous conference that you did uh, in Miami. Decentral land, Decentral. Yeah, Decentral. And from what I remember, and that was not too long ago already, but I think the main subject was mostly NFTs. Well, um, also too, I mean, that was back in December, um, different convention center. Not only was it about NFTs, but also the level of professionalism between something like this, that's, you know, the Bitcoin 2022, which is probably the largest crypto, but especially Bitcoin expos that are there. Also, even my necklace, which I don't have on me, even it says Binance on it. So even, you know, they're highly, highly involved here. So this is, you know, very professional booths, you know, professional layouts. Some of the pictures, you know, I, I will be posting to our socials. But the level of professionalism, the level of quality, and also the level of participation from traditional finance. They also had a bit, very big presence here as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know how sort of the event is gaining uh, in terms of attention 
locally or, you know, obviously internationally, because I, I wouldn't be surprised that most guests are actually obviously not from, you know, Miami or even beyond, you know, the States, probably international, but the level of attention, I think of this year's Bitcoin conference was just pretty unprecedented. Absolutely. I mean, this is definitely an international event. You'll see, you know, a wide variety of attendees from multiple languages. It's very, also very large presence from, from Asia, not only when it comes to attendees, but also when it comes to actual people that have a booth, you know, that they're actually making demonstrations and stuff. So wide variety across the board. I think this is one of the largest ones they've ever done. And that was shown when I'm mean, even here in, in, in the state, we have NBC, you know, nightly news, where it was even, you know, where they actually flew out Lester Holt down here in front of a large bull that they built, especially for, for, for this conference to do a live, you know, teleconference on there to, to speak about it, talk about the amount of not only revenue that this industry generates, but the amount of business happening and really that, that this could be a turning point, especially too when there's a lot of talk here in the States now about recession comes to traditional finance is going on with the stock market. The investors, you know, there's going to be ups and downs when it comes to the market, but that they're going to be looking where to put, you know, money, you know, rich people have money always are looking somewhere else to invest it, regardless of what's going on, in the conditions of the market. But people have to look a lot at, at, at you know, DeFi and, and cryptocurrency. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes absolutely, uh, you know, perfect sense when you think about, you know, bringing national and if not international attention to Web3. I mean, even recently, you know, my my girlfriend, she was noticing or at least she was bringing to me this idea that everywhere she looks right now, it's like crypto everywhere. And I think that most people aren't necessarily very familiar with what it is, but bringing this attention and, and level of coverage will help at least introduce what it is and you know what's the, the, the potential power and opportunity behind this technology. But I think that it's been talked about for the past year, I would say, but Miami is definitely making waves in terms of trying to be this epicenter of DeFi or crypto or Web3. I mean, I guess it's probably something you can feel over there. Absolutely. I mean, we've always had, you know, discussions, especially with Miami when it comes to finance in general, the world in finance, whether, you know, sometimes it has bad reputation, especially, you know, we're one of the largest, we're pretty much the port when it comes to not only goods, but when it comes to financial um, services to South America and the rest of the world. You know, we, Miami, we really consider not even really part of the United States. It's more part of the Caribbean and, and South America at this point. You know, it's always an ongoing joke. The mayor that we have now, you know, he's famously, I think was discussed last year, where he's only being paid in cryptocurrency, in Bitcoin. And he really has put this initiative where he wants to really draw, because, you know, South Florida has, you know, there's not really much uh, when it comes to economics and, you know, with, with it, tourism, and that's basically about it. So they want to be able to attract, you know, like they want to get us an idea of where the real city is. So they have an initiative to, they want to make this a Silicon Valley, but using a sector as DeFi as the platform to do so. Because we don't want to be known for, you know, just building condominiums and, 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 and having, you know, waiters at hotels. They want to have like a real industry here, which we've never had before. So he's really trying to drive that narrative and he's giving a lot of tax incentives and he's doing the city kind of idea where it's a way to raise funds or for city projects that by using an actual decentralized community as opposed to having both the legislature, et cetera. I think that's really making a mark. Yeah. 
again, you know, this infrastructure of, of DeFi and just how we, you know, went through the process of ideation to launch, I think with everything that's coming that we're putting together with Ember.org, it's not just crypto projects, you know, the, the, the fundamentals of the project that will be empowered by this new technology. It's pretty much, you have to think of it as Kickstarter 3.0 in the sense that, you know, once it's mainstream, everyone will use this tech to pretty much launch anything. So it makes, it's definitely a great initiative as, at a city level to say, you know what, let's empower citizens with this um, infrastructure to launch these type of project and and be decentralized in terms of this funding, but also decentralized in regards to the ownership of these initiatives. So yeah, I think it's a great model and should be thought through for you know beyond Miami. Well, it's funny because I actually was making a joke when I was talking when I was talking about the coins at one of the expos that I was at, and I was like, they must watch the show for today at Ember because one of the things that's going full circle about you know with Web three with our checkout uh, with Widget part of the revenue will be used for give back, you know, where there's going to be, you know, some, some level of uh, philanthropic endeavor where the community gets to vote on where should these funds go? How should, where would that be beneficial? And that's really what Citicoin is doing as well. Where they're able to offer that where, you know, where, what, what do we need infrastructure wise or what kind of, you know, pet project the city wants to do that the legislators, especially America right now is pretty much you know, all of government is really non-functioning because no one can agree on anything. So we have to look for different avenues. And, and I think they're taking a page out of our playbook in all honesty. No, no. I mean, ultimately, there's a lot. I mean, not everything can be run as a DAO utilizing smart contracts to pretty much get things executed. But there's a lot of things that can run very, very smoothly just by simple voting rules and democracy and just get things done. You know, ultimately, these levels of government bureaucracy and, well, I mean, we're just speaking about government bureaucracy right now because we're talking of, of city-level decisions. But I think it, it applies also to uh, the business itself. You know, a lot of it can be run on, you know, on autopilot in, in regards to let's just bring this to be voted on and let's execute on it. And there's no like real manager per se it just like, what should we be working on? And it's, it's brought to the community and then we just execute on it. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's a really great initiative. But beyond that, Rob, so obviously you didn't go there just for entertainment and the Nautilus Hotel. Uh <laughs> So you went there, obviously, to meet with some of our partners, which was, again, another opportunity to continue building a relationship with them. And not too long ago, they they announced something pretty massive, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which was our partnership with Wire, which, you know, we're going to have next week for you guys to tune in. This is a day at Ember Live. Well, you know, we're, we're having guests with our new season. You know, next week we're going to have Jamal, who's, you know, head of crypto strategy for Wire. But a large portion of them that were coming here to the event, unbeknownst to them, was also going to be a celebration. You know, them being acquired by Bolt for $1.5 billion. That's billion with a B, which is massive for a company like that and massive for us as having a partnership with them. From my understanding, I mean, of course, these things have to be worked out. You know, not everyone is privy to these sort of high level 
you know, negotiations in an organization that's pretty common. But, you know, they want to be able to, you know, having the full weight of bolts behind them to make a lot of their products and services even more robust that we can actually take advantage of. So I think it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And also, from what I can understand, it's also this transaction sets a precedent in regards to the biggest uh, merger and acquisition in the crypto sort of sphere. So this is absolutely massive and it, it hasn't gone unnoticed. You know, if you, if you think, I mean, we, we absolutely didn't know anything about it. Uh, <laughs> Nor did most of their company. Most of their employees have absolutely really? no idea. Yeah, but I think when I was speaking to, I don't want to name drop them, but said about 97% of the organization, when I attended that Wire event, they said they just learned about it the last 24 to 48 hours. Wow, this is really, really epic. I mean, obviously, most of these discussion can't really make it to the public uh, too fast. And it's obviously not because you don't trust your organization or anything like that. It's just this information is so sensitive. But I think what's really great for, you know, thinking about, you know, without putting us too much on the spotlight, I think when you look at the actual flow now going from Bolt to Wire to Ember, I think this really, you know, completes the full loop in regards to going from e-commerce, fiat to all the way to DeFi, I think this is an absolutely amazing opportunity, obviously for the space and for Bolt's client, but having us built a relationship with Wire, I think this just cements you know, the fact that we want to continue working with them because there's no better partner to do so. And also too, is that what I was, you know, this well, how surprised I was because, you know, and you know this of all, People, Jason, you have a lot of discussions with potential partners, and you know a lot of it is you know I'm, I am the sales guy, so I understand you know they want to schmooze their client to be able to bring them on board. So a lot of times, you know, they're kind of blowing smoke. But the level of enthusiasm and and when I arrived, seeing people in person and talking to them face to face for the first time, and seeing how really how bullish they are about what we're doing, and they see the power of what we're doing, and then any of the other people I met. From the organization that, that I've never talked to on a Zoom meeting, I've never heard of, and then they start talking about Ember already. So there's already discussion and buzz within the company. They've seen the uh, the podcast. They, they've seen the checkout. How that works? You know, I'd be like, "Have you seen the checkout?" Like, "Oh, I saw the whole thing with the guy James, I guess, on your podcast." And I was like, "Yeah." Like, so, so there is really, you know, some some interconnectivity with inside the organization about how excited they are about. This. Yeah, I mean that's that's great. I mean, to be frank, I'm starting to get also this kind of feedback indirectly specifically about the uh, today at ember platform that we built you know obviously this when we began it it you know it, we we just thought about you know how can we keep our community in the loop about what we're working uh, you know on and put transparency at the forefront and consistency about doing it and now i think we're at episode 20 which you know, when you think about it, it's it's not a hundred, but time flies. <laughs> yeah, it flies, and a lot of people have been watching that uh, season's premiere for um, our second season with James, and a lot of people have gone, you know, came back to me and said, you know what, like it makes absolute sense, and they they're starting to understand 
what we're about. And people get genuinely hyped about it. I mean, just recently, I was on a phone call, not a phone call. What are those? (laughs) (laughs) I was on a Zoom or a meet or whatever. um, And we were meeting with an outside firm to ramp up sort of our engineering back end. And we wanted to sort of show the Ember sort of checkout. So we went through a, a quick demo of Builder and literally those engineers, those blockchain engineers, they literally like stepped back and they were like, what? Really? Like, is this like looking at this, even my mother could use it. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the point. And, you know, it's still version one, but, you know, there's there's a lot of things that we can't wait to update the community on, you know, specifically in regardings to how we're going to, you know, interact with the money in, in uh, the crypto in, in the background of checkout, you know, building our own router and et cetera. So it's really, really looking promising. So I'm, I'm ecstatic about the fact that you're, you're feeling this energy over there from, from the people. Not just feeling it, also too, when it came to how they introduced me to other people at this event that are not associated with Wire. So the way how enthusiasm, I mean, really, you know, kind of blowing us up. Like these guys are going to be, you know, and I'm not trying to be speaking hyperbole here, but you know that, that these guys are going to be huge. It's like what they're building with their technology. I mean, it's so easy and it works. But they were literally blowing us up, and I was like, man, like you know, because we we sort of live in our own echo chamber a bit. You know, being part of this organization, just talking to one another, and do we do have discussions? And I think this was so integral about coming to this event was you know we discussions with people in our community who are also part of our own echo chamber. But to be face-to-face people and really, you know, body language is the majority of language anyways. You know, not just, you know, what you say, it's how you say it. You can see the level of enthusiasm that was there for us and what we're doing and how excited they are and how, how approachable they are as people. This is also a crypto space that's maybe discussion for a different episode of how they're kind of opaque when it comes to, you know, being able to discuss stuff with them. So and they were on board when it comes to our personalities connecting and our, and our product. And it was really, really inspiring. Cool. That's really, really exciting. I can't wait to speak with uh, Jamal next week from Wire and you know, maybe get a little bit more insight into you know, what's, what's happening, what's next. Because I hear there, you know, this, this is just the beginning for them. You know, there's, there's a lot you know, on the roadmap and uh, I can't wait to see you know, what's, what's in it for us you know, and how we can take advantage of this you know, of, of, of this extra partnership as well and empower and deliver a better service of, of on-ramping to our whole community and to the DeFi at large. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's such an integral part of gaining mass adoption. So yeah, absolutely. And also um, not to, I also want to bring this up also as well, because I'm meeting with them today. Other partnership that I'm meeting with to face-to-face, so I can't wait to see how this interaction is going to go, is our partners from Hacking. They're also here. Cool. So they're an integral part of us as well. And a lot of other vendors that I spoke to when I was discussing what we're doing, they're all aware of Hacken. They all use them. They know that they're like the next big thing when it comes to cybersecurity and odds. So to have them as an integral partner also as well, you know, I think the sky's the limit. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it all comes down, and this is something we've been repeating from the beginning, is you want to, uh, you know, surround yourself with people that sort of believe in the same thing that you believe, that have the same rigor, uh, the same values, and the same vision, and ultimately, I think, the same objective 
of doesn't matter in what vertical they're working in, you know, hacking, it's all about trust and security. And, you know, uh, with this, there's obviously going to be more adoption. You know, if the space is being more transparent, most, most trustworthy and more secure, then they're aligned with what we're, we're working on. And same thing with wire, you know, if, if their main goal is to make the whole process as frictionless as possible, the least amount of steps and the best experience, you know, best in class experience, then yeah, we're aligned. And I think that from the beginning, our goal was to really surround ourselves with people that exude this, this type of, of everything that I just explained. And by doing so, we're setting ourselves up for success and we're starting to see it right now. We empower each other and it's, it's a win, 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 you know? So I'm, I'm excited. And, and I think also before we move on to the next topic, I just want to bring up also, I think it was another reason why we're so enthusiastic is a lot of times, and for those that are unfamiliar who never attended trade shows or when it comes to these kind of conferences, you know, with a meetup of the moms really in whatever your, your sector is, you specialized. But a lot of times these things are reactionary. So in other words, that when we arrived here on the scene, you know, there was Web3 material everywhere, huge signs and, you know, gigantic, you know, animated billboards talking about Web3, a lot of discussions, the booths about Web3, but no one's actually integrated in it. So in other words, like they probably knew that was the theme like a week ago, and they're all talking about these ideas of where it's coming from. When I was in discussions with people and showing them, they're like, wait a second, this is, this is already going? This is already built? Like you guys have already done this? Like you guys... This is Web3. Is, is, it's not theory. Yeah, yeah. It's not theoretical. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, this is already ready to integrate. Like, you guys had the foresight to, to build this how long ago? Like, and how, how long have you guys been doing this? Like, a lot of people, I mean, I don't want to, you know, burst their bubble because a lot of thought we'd like, it took us years to take development to be able to have something like this going. I mean, it's like, hey, it's been on chalkboard for probably a long time, but it goes to show what we're, you know, that we are, that we're really on the forefront of what's going to be the next big thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's different angles to what we're doing, but we uh, like you're saying, you know, what we feel that our our positioning couldn't be at a better moment. You know, they always say, and there's a great there's a great TED talk I think on this subject around ultimately what is the most important metric uh, or at least element in the success of any great idea, and you know, most people will say, well, partners, uh, funding you know, all these kind of typical great and, you know, answers that make a lot of sense. But ultimately, it's it's timing. Timing is everything. And uh, I think that beyond everything right now, the timing is, is perfect. And that's why I'm, it's just everything makes sense. And yeah, super stoked. Beyond this, you know, the people that you met over there and there's, there's something I want to bring up and I want to know if, cause there's a few articles that came out today or yesterday about making crypto a little bit more green. And I'm pretty sure this is, this is also a pretty, uh, pretty big topic at, uh, Bitcoin, uh, 2022. Yeah, absolutely. Big discussion here, especially to, I said, with the initiative with Miami was talking about and to bring people along. We do our, see, see ourselves as the Sunrise State. So we 
be able to hopefully implement the more you know, green initiatives, especially, I think one of the, the biggest misconceptions that a lot of naysayers to cryptocurrency talks about, in fact, on the environment of how much it, how much energy it actually uses. And I guess, yes, there is a case to be said that obviously that's why they're making changes. But when it can, you compare that, this big discussion is the big green initiative in cryptocurrency, especially when it comes to mining and just on the blockchain in general, computers need to yawn for this whole thing to work. That obviously requires you know, energy consumption. And how we receive that energy, hopefully, is in, uh, you know, in renewables. And there's big, big push on that. A lot of vendors, not, but it's also the first time I've ever been to something like this where solar panel and, and battery vendors at a cryptocurrency thing, which is highly unusual. You see, you know, all, all in one race, I sent you some pictures and Eli made some comments of taking, they took a like, container um, from container ships, all in one, you know, already built out with all, all of the GPUs to do the mining with, with solar panels attached to it that already has the Ready to go. Ready to go. Plug and play. Just drop it to a field somewhere. It has an internet connection and, and <laughs> you're ready to rock, you know? So, I mean. You're mining. <laughs> So I, I mean, imagine having these lined up, and it was a really a big, hard push for that. And another thing they were talking with a lot of these, um, you know, I guess sort of this TED Talk formulas uh, about how much traditional centralized banking uses comparable to this DI world. Because, you know, they're pushing us that, that, that misinformation about, like, oh, look how, how much it requires. But if you actually break down the math, considering everything that has to go on, you know, with, with checks and balances and, and, and the level of manpower to keep lights on, to be able to do all this, a vast amount of energy that really um, shadows of how much, the, you know, in comparison to a cryptocurrency caught on the environment. Energy. Oh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's it's not really a debate around energy. I mean, this this is a solvable thing and it will be solved the sort of source of energy how renewable it is or not to power this mining that's not the debate it's already won by the blockchain you know i mean right now you want to send like money overseas and it's not easy you need like lots of things and it's not going to be instantaneous rather than now you want to send money anywhere in the world and it's almost rather instant and it's depending on the blockchain you're working on and, and the tools and the softwares and the services, you know, you can go from completely trustless to uh, decentralized and everything. But ultimately, the blockchain, that's the future, you know, that's been won. So now they're sort of scrambling and trying to say, you know what, running a bank is actually greener. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't care if it's greener or not. You're <laughs> just so has been. You still got to wait two weeks to get your transfer. <laughs> It still has been. It doesn't change the fact that you're a has been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, anyway, they're just hating right now. They're just of course. hating. But they, they also, they made a presence here. I mean, there was, you know, um, and I'm not going to drop too much from traditional finance games, but you can see, I guess, the mainstream world, when it comes to mainstream finance, mainstream media, they're definitely have presence here. So they're starting to see yeah. that the tennis tournament. And I think also, uh, speaking about when it comes to green energy, you know, that you said that argument has been won. I think now, it's also cost effective at the end of the day. I mean, you know, that's really what this is. If yeah. People are out here to make money. If this is the cheaper option, that's what people are going to do. And hey, if it benefits the earth, it's the bottom you know, line. That it benefits the earth at the same time, hey, it's a win win. Yeah, it's the bottom line. Ultimately, I mean, it's the bottom line. It's user experience. It's, it's everything. So our f- whole focus, it's really mostly on the application layers. It's making, you know, the whole experience much more graspable and, you know, user-friendly and all those sorts of things. But 
great to know that it's also, you know, something because I was saying, you know, in regards to green mining and things like that, because um, in down in Texas, you have Elon that's always, always making waves. If it's not for the um, cyber rodeo, it's about the, um, this new partnership that they have from the solar power and Blockstream and Block. And they have this new sort of pilot project. It's sort of a solar city, pretty much. That's going to be totally transparent in terms of you'll be able to see the level of energy required to actually mine. And that's obviously a proof of concept at, at a pretty large scale. But with that in mind, then they'll be able to easily debunk that. Even if it's a proof of work, um, then it can still be green. I think that was effort all to debunk what I was saying. Like we were saying earlier, I also think that even on a more of a meta level as well, not meta the company, but the actual term meta, that it was a. And I, I know some process part of the reasoning for doing so is also because Texas is not, you know, regulation. Elon Musk has been very vocal about the regulation in California. Texas is the total opposite of that, where a lot of things are deregulated. But I think that's a bold statement to really what is the the fossil fuel capital of the United States. When it comes to oil production, um, you know, refineries. I mean, that is it in Texas for him to. It's not green. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's technically not green. Yeah. So yeah, for him to put a stake of sand and say, you know, really, you know, right in front of you know their face and say, we're going to do this green. We're going to do this here, and this is how it can be done. And we're going to show you, you know, show you our work, and, and it's possible to do so. Yeah. No. Most. Most definitely. And I'm. I'm curious because there's this massive event in June which is, I think it's called Consensus by Coindesk. And it'll probably be a lot of the subject over there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, green and, you know, all those sorts of things will be uh, very much an integral part of the, the conference with that initiative, especially. Yeah, um, they have, you know, I think that a lot of times, and we work this way as well, is that, you know, until the actual parent company, the person like Elon makes that announcement, you know, maybe there's probably quite a few vendors here who already are kind of trying to be contractors and or maybe already in contact with them. Um, now that announcement has been made, I guess after we're done here, I'm going to be going back there. I'll be here for the rest of the day and probably on Saturday that, that we'll see them talking a bit more about how bullish it is because, you know, Elon must like him or not. You know, he does set the tone, especially in the cryptocurrency space, you know, whether for good or for bad. We saw what happened last year. He's become a living meme. Yes. He's become a living meme. <laughs> so he does set the tone here. So now after that happening, I'm sure, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the, as we say here, they're doing the waltz. A split. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're super yeah. excited about it. So I think it's, I think yeah. it's something that's, when I go back over there, I'm going to take a little more attention to it. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob, we're going to uh, let you go back to, uh, you know, your conference and uh, try to not be too, uh, you know, get back to us with uh, your, your head, the right format. I know that people are making you feel like you're, you're all the talk of town with uh, checkout and everything. But um, when you're back, you know, we back to business. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I can't wait. Like I said, really, just the liaison for you guys. You guys are really the mastermind behind this. You know, it's an easy product for me to be able to push and represent. So I'm just really just lucky, in all honesty. But as they say, I'd rather be lucky than good any day of week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least there's a few good people, you know, in the team. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Uh, we doing. send the lucky guy. Yeah. We send the lucky. They know what they're doing. That. Exactly. All right. So we're gonna let you uh, go back. Is do you want to? 
touch base on anything uh, before you uh, you, you, that's, you go that's, back? That's about it. I want to save some of the wire stuff for next week because we are bringing um, them on. So there's some interesting stuff happening there. And, and really for you guys to tune in next week, because I think that's going to be a, a really awesome episode where the timing could not be better because I am sure that they are, you know, with a huge acquisition like that, we're not the only place clapping at their feet to try to bring them on board to interview. Yeah, maybe they, they'll they'll be starting to think, well, did the Ember guys know about it? <laughs> we'll let you think about it. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy Bitcoin 2022, Rob, and uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, when you get back. And, uh, well, not seeing you for real, but uh, seeing you back in your normal environment and uh, see everyone next week. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Today at Ember. If you like the show, please rate and review. You can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms. You can also tune in to our live stream on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next episode.